Welcome to Being 11. My name's Amanda Marsh and I'm inviting you to take a journey with everyday people as they recall their pre-teen years, sharing the good, the bad and the cringeworthy. Sofro Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record, the Wajak Noongar, paying respect to elders past, present and future. Today we're meeting Daniel. Welcome, Daniel, to the Being 11 podcast. What year are we discussing today? Ah, 1988. So can you start by describing where you were in 1988? I was in my hometown in Antofagasta, Chile. Uh, that town is on the northern part of Chile. Is, the town was, was built based on fishermen and miners. And yet you describe it as a desert. That is curious. Can you can you elaborate? Ah, uh, because that's a desert area, like yeah. the Atacama Desert. Uh-huh. So it's in the northern part. Yeah. There, there's no green. Everything is brown. Yeah. And uh, it's just on the coast of that of that part of Chile. Okay, so it wasn't a lake. It was no, no, coastal, it was not a lake. But coast. so a little bit like where we are now in West Australia, where we have desert meeting sea. Yeah, but the, the, for me, when I came to Australia, Perth, mm-hmm. for me, this is not the desert. Actually, the Atacama Desert, there's no green, mm-hmm. no green at all. Okay. I'm very used to distinguish the different browns. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is like very a green area, <laughs> even, <laughs> even the Pilbara. Well, certainly Perth would be, yeah. Uh, the Pilbara as well. For me, the Pilbara the, is, the Pilbara is green too. It's green and yeah. red, yeah. Yeah. So the Atacama Desert, is, is it as red as, as no, no, where, no, no, where no, we no, used no, no. to hear? It's brown because it's copper. Copper, that okay. area is copper, mm-hmm. and here is iron, so that's why yeah. it's rich in red. Yeah, yeah. Oxidation, but in Chile is yellow, orange, brown, 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 dark. <laughs> <laughs> brown, 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 and dark. Yeah. <laughs> and yet it was coastal. It must have looked beautiful when you were standing in that. Oh, it was beautiful. Out to oh, beautiful. Because yeah. it's, you have the Andes, and then you have the coast mountains. Yeah. In the middle is all the desertic land oh, okay. and I was from the coast from the um, uh, mountains in the coast to the coast so all the clouds that were going to inland they were trapped uh-huh. in the mountains yeah so my town was most of the time cloudy yeah summer and winter was more or less the same no big difference okay mm-hmm. But it never rained. The clouds were there, but it never they rained. never dropped. It never rained. Yeah, like uh, we had rain every four years. Wow. Most of the, well, now the roof of the houses have changed, but most of the houses were flat roof. So Because you didn't need to worry about runoff. We didn't need to worry about rain. And yeah. it was like raining, like here, like we don't call it rain, just like some drops. Yeah. For us, it was rain. And we. So every four years, you had proper. Rain. No, no, every four years we have just that. Yeah. No rain, no proper rain, just like drops. Ah, uh, okay. Um, if there were just a few drops, you stay at home, you don't go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so you had rain days? Yeah, well, yeah, like every four years. Wow. Yeah, like no uh, no rains, but we were very used to uh, earthquakes. Okay. So if you have a seven, six or seven uh, magnitude earthquake, 
we still were going to school because that wasn't normal for us. But if you had a drop of rain, everyone uh, we, panicked. We were staying at home, yeah. So, to anyone <laughs> in this city, that's extraordinary. Ah, oh, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It, Because it Chile is. is like, it's just above the Nazca plate. Yeah. So we are so used to earthquake that yeah. uh, for me, like, yeah. like uh, yeah. Seven on the Richter scales. That's Oh, the, the one that had been the highest one, it was when I was 19. Okay. Uh, and it was 8.5. Wow. Is that because the soil beneath you is it's just taking rock. most it's just, of the it's impact? Rock. It's rock. Yeah. So it doesn't have the amplification yeah. through the soil. Okay. So you were never frightened? Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was 18, I think. I asked my parents that I went to go out on a Friday night, and they say no. I was 18 or 17. And my, I was very disappointed. And all my friends went to, they went dancing. Uh-huh. And to go to that area is only one road. Yeah. And at 4 a.m., uh, well, we're talking about 11, but this is uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was 19. Yeah. And uh, at 3 a.m. was an earthquake. Yeah. And I, like, everything was moving. And all the things that I had in my, like, near me, they all, but it was like stopped. I was like, ah, I'm going to clean tomorrow. And then my father turned on my lights and said, son, we're going to the hills. I'm like, why, why? <laughs> because they're, they're saying a potential tsunami. Oh, okay. And it's like, like it was not that big. Ah, oh, we don't know, we don't know. So, mm. oh, we got into the car, even the cats. And my mm. mom always have like milk and things that mm-hmm. in case that uh, actual tsunami is coming in. Yeah. And we stay near the hospital for two, three hours. And yeah. then I say like, nothing. Yeah. So you went back home? Uh, I went back home. Uh, and I think that one was 7.5. Okay. But I think my friend, I went to, uh, they went dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything started moving. And then the lights started falling down. Mm-hmm. And everyone got in panic. Mm-hmm. And they went out. And they were out of the place. Yeah. All the father, all the parents of my friends, they were so concerned. Mm-hmm. All went to get their kids. But it's only one road. Yeah. So it was a traffic jam. <laughs> uh-huh. And if a tsunami had come, yeah, that's they, they, the worst they, they, place they, to they, have been. Yeah, yeah, but if you're a father, you're like yeah. a, you're a parent, you don't yeah. care about what's happened to you. Yeah. You cannot say like, ah, oh, I may not go because yeah, a yeah. tsunami will, yeah, like, mm. yeah, so that's kind of my tone. <laughs> that's pretty different to hear. Ah, very different from here, yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. And I have to ask, because mm. I think it's hilarious. Earthquakes, yeah, whatevs. Mm. But a drop of rain, no one goes to school. Yeah, D- yeah, yeah. Did rain frighten you? Uh, I still now, uh, when it rains uh, very heavily, and yeah. I'm sleeping and I hear the rain, like I get up and I watch the rain at night. I, it always makes me say, I, I feel surprised. It's like it's a rain for me, it's like still something different, it's... even though that, yeah, have been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I grew up with no rain. Yeah, mm. yeah. Let's see. So that's fascinating. The, the majority <laughs> of the planet, it should be the other way around. Yeah, no, for me, like rain, proper rain, it, like yeah. it surprised me. And yeah. if I hear I'm at home and I hear the, like, the rain that drops and things, yeah. I get nervous, I get excited, and I have to go out and see the, the rain. Yeah. Even, even if I'm sleeping. <laughs> so that's fascinating. Yeah. This town of yours. When was it established? I mean, maybe it had indigenous roots that had probably been there for thousands of years, or was it established for the fishing? Was it established for mining? What 
what created the town and how big is it? Uh, there used to be indigenous living in that area, mm -hmm. but uh, they were uh, fishermen. Mm -hmm. But the town itself, I think that it was built because of mining. Uh -huh. uh, in the actually, my family, like my great grandfather, he was from Germany. Mm -hmm. In the like eighteen eighty something, they went with my great grandmother to Sydney, and then they went to Antofagasta or that area because they were mining the salt pepper. Saltpeter. Saltpeter. Okay, I don't even know what you use that for. Oh, I've for heard guns. of it, but for I guns. don't. For guns, okay. Yeah, because uh, that was the the, uh, the powder that they were using to fight the uh, ah. like for the for the guns. And do you know who they were selling that to? No, I think that was like very popular during the First World War and Second ah, World War. Yeah, <laughs> 1880s though. Yeah, no, that's when they they went to Australia. They stayed here. Ah, okay. Uh, for so there was three okay. years, and then they went to yeah. Chile, and they were mining that. Right. And that was very very popular, and mm. that all that area south of Peru. Bolivia, north mm -hmm. of Chile, that uh, is really good with the saltpeter. Uh, yeah, and everything started like, in my land. There's a lot of ghost towns now uh -huh. because there was a lot of British people coming to north of Chile to mine saltpeter. Yeah. But once saltpeter became unpopular, mm -hmm. they left the area and there's a lot of ghost towns. Yeah, but uh, my town because it's near the coast is with um, so we have like food. Mm -hmm. uh, we have yeah, like a yeah, we have the ocean. Yeah, uh, water, not that much. Mm. So what they used to do, they put nets to trap the clouds, and they were getting the water from the clouds. Uh -huh. But I think that's yeah, I think that they didn't use it by the time. But yeah, the water was a big, big, big issue. Mm. Uh, yeah, like mining town. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like it's full of a uh, huge, big uh, open pits, but they are mining co um, uh, copper. Copper now. Mm. Okay. My town, I love my town, mm -hmm. my city, but I know that it's not a very touristic area. Yeah. But I love it. And what is it that you love about it? Oh, because it's uh, where I grew up, yeah. where I have my uh, early memories. Uh, when I was 11, just before, I was uh, I grew up in the dictatorship, uh -huh. Pinochet dictatorship. Pinochet, yeah. Pinochet. Uh, um, my town also was full of soldiers, mm -hmm. especially where I was living. Yeah. So was very, very safe. Was... I was allowed to go to the park by myself. Yeah. I didn't need to, like, I was just walking with friends to the park. And yeah. The park was, like, five, six blocks away. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it was two blocks away, but the, the park was huge. Mm -hmm. So we, I was with my friends and no problems Yeah. because it was very, very safe. Because so, of the soldiers? Because of, like, a, yeah, during that time, there was some, I didn't know that there were, there were curfew uh, at night. So, yeah. like, everything was very controlled. Mm -hmm. For some people, especially for teenagers, I think, during that time, they hated that time, mm -hmm. but I was 11. Yeah. And for me, what was more important, to go to the park to play. Yeah. And then I was in bed at 7, 8. So, so it wasn't a problem. Were there a lot of soldiers there because it was a bit of a hot pot of rebellion? 
No, no, because it was a military base. It was, ah, okay. So it wasn't, they weren't necessarily a threat to you, these soldiers. Oh, most of my classmates, uh, well, not most, but a few of my classmates, they were son of soldiers. Okay, yeah. And I was going to their house. For me, like, soldier was yeah. like, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. He's a, I don't know, like a doctor. Yeah. He's like, a, she's an engineer. Mm. And he's a soldier. Okay. And that was... was perfectly normal. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I didn't see, like, any, like, yeah... I found that also they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, at, at the age of 11, this one of the reasons I picked it is it's an age when you start to become more aware of the world around you, the politics. You're talking about Pinochet, talking about soldiers on the streets, and you start to sense what your adults around you are talking about and the tone that they're using and the whispers or, you know, what. So clearly that wasn't an issue for you at all. You felt oh, perfectly Oh, I, I was safe. actually, I was not aware. Yeah. For me, it was like nothing. Like, yeah. uh, there was not whispers. There was mm. like nothing. And actually, when I started noticing about politics, when it was the time that the country was deciding whether if they keep it in a chat or not. 89. 89. Okay. One year after when I, went, when I was 12. And you didn't find that tumultuous? No, no. When I started discussing about that, I was like, why? Like, I'm okay. very happy with this thing. Okay. And why they want to say no to something that looks so good. Right. But then that change happened and they know. And then I started to be more aware about why, what he did. Yeah. But in my youth, my, yeah, my childhood was quite uh, normal so, and, well, not normal. was not, now I see it perfect. Yeah. But uh, during that time, of course, it was not perfect because mm-hmm. you want to, to know more. But... Once you're grown up and you can actually see how other people have lived their youth or when they were young, mm. you can look back and say like, ah, mine was quite perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mm. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Like <laughs> living under a dictatorship and still having a perfect childhood. Oh, because hey, when you're a child, actually, you don't... Yeah. The freedom is, is, is... Your parents make your freedom. Yes. So like for me, it's like, ah, oh, my father didn't allow me to do this. My father and my mother didn't yeah. do so I was like, that was my limit. I didn't see beyond that, that yeah. actually like something else was happening. Yeah. So for me, I had my own dictatorships. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to the park, what did you do when you got there? Oh, we just like small things like swinging on the... The swing. The swing, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like we have very basic, uh, like when you go to a park here and you have those games for kids. Yeah, yeah. We have that kind of stuff. So you didn't kick a footy around? Oh, uh, no. I, my my father, he was not very into sports. Uh-huh. So he didn't actually introduce much into sports. Like football is a big thing there. Yeah. Uh, he used to like watching games, but never going to play. So I probably is part of my genes as well. So I have never been into sports. Mm-hmm. My brother, though, he's more into football. Mm-hmm. What about mum? Uh, mom, she was not into sports either. Oh, when she was younger, she used to swim a lot. Okay. So when I was uh, like two or three years old, I was in, into swimming class. Yeah. My grandpa from my mom, the, he used to play water polo. Right. Water polo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so they were like ocean. Ocean mm. was, uh, for my mom, ocean is very important. And for me, ocean as well is very important. Yeah. Um, 
I love ocean. I don't like swimming. I don't like jumping into the water. Well, I like it, but I don't do it very often. <laughs> but I, I need to see the ocean. I need to see yeah. the ocean. I need to watch all the like the changing colors of the sky because that was what happened in my town. And yeah. we also were facing in the same way as birth. So we watch sunsets. Yeah. I think for me, if I would have decided to live in Sydney or Melbourne, things would have been very different because mm -hmm. I would be missing the sunsets. Yeah. Mm. Did you collect anything? Were you a collector of things? Because often 11-year-olds do. Uh, my brother used to collect matches. Matches. And I used to collect uh, cigarette boxes. Ah, the boxes. Yeah, not the cigarettes, the, like the... Like like the little collector cards that you used to get yeah, in the, the old days? Or? Yeah, before it the was, it was not a box, it was a paper. Okay. So I used to collect cigarettes. Yeah. And why? Like, were, were they beautiful objects? What What did you... Uh, I don't know, like I started collecting those ones. That's just what you decided yeah, was your thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brother was collecting matches and I was collecting cigarettes. So yeah. between the two of you, you could have a really good fire. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pets? Uh, when I was 11, I think, we didn't have a pet by the time or she came when I was 11. Yeah, my mother, she was very, like, she loves animals. Mm -hmm. She suffered a lot when she was losing the animals, her animals. So she didn't want us to suffer that. Mm -hmm. But uh, my neighbor, she had a dog. Well, from the street, actually. Uh, we have, when my family never bought uh, a pet, always they came, they were from the street. Uh, then with my neighbor realized that the dog it was pregnant, she put it on the street. Oh. So my mom took the dog. Yeah. And that became part of the family. The dog, she got 11 <gasps> uh, puppies. 11? But uh, she had a, a premature right. babies. Okay. So from the 11, they survived only one. And oh, Even poor the, dog. And she would have been distraught. Yeah, and my mom was giving the, like, the milk. She was yeah. putting milk on the nail. Yeah. I was giving like that to them. Because it was like, it was so like. sweet. Yeah, I think it was 10, because I remember just it was one. Her name was Koki, and the daughter, we call her uh, Cookie. Mm -hmm. Koki and Cookie. Uh, Koki, yeah, Cookie. Uh, and did Cookie survive? Uh, yeah, no, she survived. Yeah. And then uh, my mom gave her to a friend. Were you part of the cool crowd, an introvert? Which, what, what, where did you fit in the social scene as an 11-year-old? Introvert. Introvert. Okay. Were you comfortable with that, or were you conscious that you were on the outer? Like, how how did that? Oh no, I knew that I was introvert. Mm. And you uh, were okay with that? Oh yeah, I was fine. Yeah, mm. I was. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a very good kid. <laughs> I was the first in my classroom, and I was always very. So you're quite studious. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. always like, yeah, have always been really good with. Well, especially when I was younger, like. Yeah. A really good student. Yeah. I still kind of like the same. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have always been yeah very... Yeah. And the other kids, they didn't give you grief for that? Uh, if, 
Yes, but uh, now those ones are my kind of my best friends from Chile. Okay, so they didn't give you that much grief then. Ah, uh, the things like because they were uh, they had envy, like uh, mm. envy about my like because yeah. I was doing okay. Yeah, but at the same time, my father was the professor of my friend's fathers at uni mm. so the the parents of my friends they always had a lot of respect for me yeah because of my father yeah so yeah so like, they didn't uh, dare they <laughs> did it but at the end uh, it was yeah. fine because uh, even though there was not introvert introvert it was i was not like a yeah. outgoing person well still the same personality mm. now yeah okay Give me some drinks and I change. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not when you were 11. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so we'll finish with it. The last question. I always ask this question. Mm-hmm. What would your 11-year-old self tell you now? What would the advice be that they would give to you as an adult? Oh, the advice. Yeah. Uh, don't think too much about the past just move on because uh, thanks to me 11 mm. you are the person who you are now 45 what well, 44 so yeah like thanks to him mm-hmm. I'm now here yeah that's a pretty nice answer there's no regrets <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I think you cannot have regrets. Yeah. Like, I think if you try to change something in the past, yeah, it definitely would change your future. So I would be afraid of not knowing what the future would be. Yeah. But now I know how the future is, and I have done it okay with ups and downs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, no regrets. Well, that's a wonderful answer. Ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you, Daniel, for joining us today on Being Eleven. It's been a pleasure to have you. Come and tell your story. Thank you. You've enjoyed your little chat here today. (laughs) Thanks for joining me on this episode of Being Eleven. If you liked what you've heard today, don't forget to like, subscribe, or visit our website at sofromedia.com to see what else we do. Until next time. This podcast includes music by Tristan Norton and Martin Kottmeyer.